0: Haunted AF is brought to you today by the new fiction podcast, City of Ghosts. We got a chance to preview this one, and it's totally up your alley.
1: City of Ghosts is a supernatural neo-noir mystery with cinematic sound design. It's set in New York City with corrupt politicians, a dogged lady
0: detective, and a whole lot of ghosts. Oh, we love that. Yeah. Episodes one and two are now available, so subscribe right now to City of Ghosts. Here's a little taste. Can you hear me? It's
2: 1999, New York City.
3: Hi.
4: Oh,
2: shut up! Bridget Lundy Payne stars in a new supernatural neo-noir audio drama.
4: The voices, they're back.
2: City of Ghosts. I understand this is beyond your usual
4: scope. So two deaths and an attempted third.
3: Must mean we're onto something big.
4: Men like them have fortresses built around them. What good does sticking your neck out do, especially in this city?
3: Still, just be careful.
2: Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Do be well,
3: Eleanor. You can see these large footprints embedded into the carpet creeping along the wall ninja style.
1: She raised her arms up over her head and started to come... Oh! And she had
5: her mouth open like she was screaming. I hear no. my sister on the top bunk say, Ashley, you could see pieces of her hair being twirled in thin air.
2: But now all of a sudden the green orb comes towards our truck and it shoots out over the mountains into outer space. It is gone.
0: So that is my ghost story. Hi and welcome to Haunted AF, the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your hosts. I'm Julie Fist. And I'm Rebecca Black. Before we go anywhere, we have to thank everybody who sent us Halloween costume photos. Yes. Because that's who was featured right there in the Haunted AF intro on YouTube. I'm going to make a little montage and share it because all of those costumes were so stinking adorable. Coming up in just a little bit, we're going to check in with one of our favorite guests, Audrey, our edible friend. Yes. And then we just conducted an interview that's like the greatest that we've ever had it had all the things all the things we're sitting here shitting bricks (laughs) movie star william mark mccullough from hillbilly elegy American Maid, is making a film called A Savannah Haunting, mm. based on the haunted house that he grew up in that he's currently and that he living in. in. Oh. It's one of the best interviews that we've ever done, so and good. we're going to be sharing most of that here at the end of this episode. We're going to share the rest of it for Patreon. Yes. Uh, speaking of Patreon, uh,
1: this is our season six finale, but we will continue to post content on the Haunted AF Patreon page, starting the second week in November. Uh, we're going to take a full week off because we're just exhausted.
0: I'm so tired. Uh, yeah,
1: and uh, we will start posting exclusive content patreon.com slash haunted af
0: we're also going to start posting weekly movie minute podcasts because we're gearing up for like the holidays and oscar season and there's so many big movies that are coming out i mean just like in two weeks uh, the new ghostbusters oh my gosh already yes so you can find the movie minute every single week starting the second week in november at juliesaysso.com or really anywhere that you find podcasts
1: so before we go any further it's time to announce the haunted af doll in the all challenge winner! Woo! What a drum roll! Thank
0: you actually the one that we just shared yes. on Instagram that everybody lost their minds mm-hmm. over. It's so cute. The boy like flew down the stairs. He's dropping F-bombs the whole way. That wasn't sent to us. No. That was just a funny TikTok that we found and we shared with everybody. So right. it had to be a video that was sent to us for yes. the Doll in the Hall exactly. challenge. exactly. So our actual real winner is
1: Maria. Yay, Maria! Yay, Maria! We loved all of them, but her, her little son's terrified face is what is cracking us up the most. So Maria, you and your son are getting $200 worth of goodies from from WickedCatClothing.com
0: Woohoo! And here they are.
1: <laughs> oh my
5: She's so evil.
0: <laughs> I, know. I got you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's really
0: proud. <laughs> She's very, very proud of herself. And oh, awesome. We are too. His little face is so cute. All right, let's jump into the stories. This one comes from Josh. Hello, I haven't, Josh. I haven't shown you our cut off heads photo no You yet. have not. Well, like, here, let's listen to his story and I'll pull that up for you.
2: Hey, Haunted AF. Hey, Julie. Hey, Rebecca. I'm a big fan, and I wanted to say thank you for uh, getting us through the pandemic. Even though we're still in the pandemic, you were a big, big part of my pandemic listening. Oh, I I sent you a, uh, I sent you guys your cutoff heads. And I guess (laughs) I should say, um, I sent you your illustrated cutoff heads. And I also have a (laughs) ghost story uh, or more like a blip in the matrix. So I'm in my twenties. Uh, this is a while ago. I'm in my twenties, uh, just fresh out of college. And my mom wakes me up before she goes to work. And she's like, just wanted to give you a heads up. Your brother's girlfriend is coming over today. Uh, so she's going to be here. I go, Oh, okay, whatever. So I forget about this. And I like start going about my day. I go to like, get a shower and I'm getting ready. I remember, Oh yeah. What's her name's coming over. And I get out of, the shower and I can hear her talking on the phone downstairs. So I'm like getting ready. I'm about to leave. I'm going to go say goodbye really quick. And then I'm like, oh, well, I hear hear her talking on the phone, so I'm not going to bother her. So I get in the car to leave and I don't see her car. You know, maybe she got dropped off. And then I texted her and said, just wanted to give you a heads up. I'm leaving. I'm not going to be at the house anymore. I I didn't want to bother you because I knew you were on the phone. And she texts me back and says, oh, I haven't gotten there yet. And there was nobody else in the house. So I'm like, who did I hear on the phone? Anyway... Thanks again, guys. Enjoy your cutoff heads. (laughs) And anybody else out there who wants a cutoff head, you can hit me up on Instagram, um, at JC underscore super artist. All right. Happy Halloween. Thanks again. Have a good one, guys.
0: Thank you, Josh. Not a way to promote yourself, by the way. (laughs) If you would like a cutoff head, I can help you with that. The picture is adorable. Thank you, Josh. And he's been really great. Anytime we share like a funny haunted meme, it's usually from a listener. And Josh has been sending us tons of stuff. Love it. Thank you, Josh.
1: Uh, so this next one comes from Sophia on Instagram. Hi, don't know if this is podcast worthy, but sending it anyhow. I was painting this pic while listening to your podcast and noticed that in the paint smudge, a freaking realistic kitten appeared. (laughs) Thought it was creepy because it was just as you were talking about dead pets and dead cats. You can clearly see my style is not that realistic in the rest of the pic. It's also tiny, like one to two centimeters big. It's supposed to be a ship, not a cat.
0: it's crazy do you want to see this i do so okay here's the original picture oh it's beautiful and then she has a, the little close-up of the ship is see the little <gasps> kitty cat that's a cat. <laughs> that's a cat that is totally a cat you can see his little eyes and his nose his and ears, his mouth, everything tail. she was like i don't really know if this counts but i think that we need to start a new segment because this isn't like paranormal it should or be is like it like the weird shit segment, <laughs> kind of like the dead pad of the week. But right. it, if it doesn't have a category, it's just weird it's shit. Just, I do have a theme song idea. Okay. But it would be kind of like the Wayne's world. It'd be like Weird, weird shit. shit. Weird <laughs> shit. Not a ghost, not a glitch. Weird, weird shit. shit. Here we go. <laughs> Oh, okay. So last week, we shared the story about Tony. We had all the crazy audio of poor Tony trying to sleep mm-hmm. at night and all these whispers happening. And so someone said, is it possible that the TV's on in the other room? Oh, so that's a good question. I don't think that's the case, though. I, I mean, if you think that you're hearing voices, that's probably going to be one of the first things that you check. True. So I was finally able to pull up the other voice. Remember I said that yes. I wasn't able to. So here is the final audio from Tony. What? I'm sorry. I love that. And it, it sounds like it's saying what to me. Don't you think so? Here, I, it sounds like grunts. Here, let's play it one more time. What? You even hear the T sound at the end of it. It goes, I, what? Like, I don't know. I just hear this like, Burr. it reminds me of Zool in Ghostbusters. Okay. They say sometimes when there's a paranormal occurrence, yeah, people will hear and see different things. I believe that. Are we hearing... In t- that's what I was just thinking. Like, I'm hearing a grunt, like it's some sort of monster, and you're hearing the words that it's like grunting out. Tony, I don't know what to tell you, sweetheart. I don't either. I um, mean, I move. he says that they smudge all the time. Well, and that's good. So just keep up with that. I read somewhere that just walking through the house and clapping very loudly and just saying like, you're not welcome here. Get out. <laughs> Shoo!
5: Yeah, get get away. Uh, You're not welcome <laughs> here! No, you
0: cannot come in this house. Which actually will work for anybody, not just evil spirits. Right, this is how i get my friends out of yeah. the house get oh, out get out welcome here <laughs> um maybe try that tony Clearly annoying for all involved. No kidding. I want you to get a good night's sleep, bud. Uh,
1: So this next one comes from Maria. I worked in an old elementary school in upstate New York, a little town called Lyons. This school caught fire about 100 years ago, and there were students in the locker room on the third floor at the time. Oh, my God. That's that's so sad. Everyone made it out alive except for two girls who were there. Well, flash forward to about two years ago, and a co-worker was monitoring kindergartners in that bathroom. There are four stalls in there, but the first one is out of order, and there's no door. My coworker was standing near the entrance when she saw a girl with dark hair in a white dress in that first stall she said hey sweetie this one doesn't have a door so let's use the other stall but the girl didn't respond so she said I love your hair it's beautiful still no response so she walked back to the entrance like whatever kid <laughs> <laughs> typical little jerky kid uh, then she started thinking who is this kid so she went back in to ask what class she was from but the girl was gone mind you she was standing at the only entrance to the bathroom she shared this story with co-workers and one of them is a history buff so he googled the School, and lo and behold, she had described one of the students that had passed away, even down to her uniform.
0: Oh, oh, so crazy. Have a great week, Maria. So one of the things that I love is when I'm able to Google something. Yes. And Confirm it, it pops right up and yeah. boom, pictures mm-hmm. of the student who died, pictures of the school that burned down. We will share a link to that. But man, that's a real story. Yeah. And you can oh, see man. that little girl. It's amazing. Oh. So we had to get back in touch with one of our favorite interviews from this whole season, <laughs> Audrey, who shared a
5: backyard with a
0: serial killer and yep. we got her on the phone. <laughs> I need to know, how many people reached out to you and started trying to follow you on Instagram after that interview?
5: A few people tried to follow me on Instagram. I didn't let some people, (laughs) because I listened to a lot of true crime. I was like, you could be a murderer, right? Right?"
0: You also, you you talked about hot guy Will in the story, and we got all excited. We were like, we gotta get these two together. Uh, But then she did let us follow her on Instagram, and you've got this real cute boy on your Instagram feed. Who is this guy?
5: Buckle up! This (laughs) guy's my ex-boy friend oh good (laughs) we broke up a few weeks ago not because of the podcast (laughs) he doesn't know about hot guy will graves oh no so you're saying (laughs) there's
0: a chance
5: there is no chance will graves seems to have a really beautiful girlfriend they they've gone to egypt together so when you go abroad with somebody that's when you know it's real we can never went abroad with my ex maybe (laughs) that's the reason why
0: that's funny because i stalked hot guy graves on instagram (laughs) today. She sure saw, did. The, saw the Instagram photos and I saw the hot <laughs> girlfriends and yeah.
5: Went, Fine, am I right?
0: Yeah, he's yeah, he A good-looking guy. You are not kidding. <laughs> no. I could just imagine tenth grade hiding out in the pool room right. or whatever with that boy. Let's play seven that minutes nice. in heaven. The possibilities are endless. He reached out on Instagram briefly and was like, "Hey, y'all, I'll be in touch." and We never heard from. Like typical hot guy
5: like, move. Thanks a lot. Hot yeah. Hey,
0: typical. So cool. <laughs> we don't really care because we got you in the process, and then we're like, "That's that's all way better." We really needed.
5: I did text him. He said he loved the story. And I was like, by the way, you're really hot.
0: That's one of my right. favorite things about your story is that one hit on Google and it was just like brrr, a million <laughs> stories pulled up. I was like, this shit's real. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> dove through all those photos. Yeah. Like that
5: pool was like oh. the pool and you swam right. in that pool. Yeah. They said they retiled it. Oh, because that makes like, it that safe. Shouldn't... I didn't think too much about the ghost. We were playing water basketball and I wanted to look really cool for like my high school. Of course. Friends, That's so. true. I, I didn't think about the ghost too much. Yeah. And forget the
0: ghost. Like people died in in that
5: pool. actual murders <laughs> happen. That's probably where
1: they killed people and like drained the blood out and stuff. Oh, sh-
0: Back. Oh my! God. I was just saying,
1: there's a drain there. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah,
0: that's the easiest place to you just hose it
1: down, clean afterwards. up. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: see, we're definitely
5: murdering.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> my thought process. Right,
0: exactly. If we haven't killed people, it's we're any, going to any day it's now. Close. Better get a pool. Well, Audrey, we just wanted to check in and say thank you for being a part of Hanukkah. I love putting a face with your
1: high I ass. Know. <laughs> I, know. I, I know. Like I love it. You're
0: so cute. You're,
1: You're adorable. Adorable. Yeah.
5: Oh,
0: thank Thank you, and,
5: <laughs> and you're so like not
0: high at work. Yes. Thank God, <laughs> and you're like employed and healthy and right. like yeah, and you're thriving. <laughs> you're thriving. You should be a spokesperson for legalized marijuana. <laughs> you legalized marijuana. <laughs> you, legalized marijuana. <laughs> you Audrey. You Audrey thank you so much. Keep in touch. Anytime you have a ghost story to share, please let us know let about us know. it. Thanks for having me on.
1: This next story comes from Mike Rosman. I lived in a haunted house. I've seen numerous ghosts here over the course of nearly a quarter century. That's That's what, 15 years? 25 years. Oh my God. I don't do math. Maths. Uh, Yeah, maths. I'm terrible (laughs) at it. Uh, Most seem to just be passing through, but one of them is a permanent resident. She's an old woman who we believe is the original owner of the house. She isn't the least bit scary. And when she appears, she is almost always just standing in one spot or heading with purpose from point A to point B. She doesn't say anything and she never is visible for more than a few seconds. The first time I saw her, I thought my wife had snuck up behind me. When I turned to face her though, it was definitely not my wife. She was a thin elderly woman, Perhaps in her early 70s Wearing a faded blue dress With a floral pattern Her hair was done up In kind of a beehive hairdo She wasn't transparent at all And could have easily been mistaken For a living person In retrospect though Everything about her was faded Like an old picture Wow That's really freaky Yeah Uh, I have seen the same woman At least a dozen times In the last few years alone Often she's accompanied By a strong perfume scent One time my nephew and I Were in the office Playing a game On my desktop computer It was Thanksgiving weekend So we had the whole house. Full of relatives. We were both involved in the game, and I thought my wife had entered the office and was standing with her hands on the back of his chair. When I looked up, though, it was our ghost, who seemed to be just as interested in the game as my nephew. Oh my god. She faded a couple of seconds after I turned to look at her. My nephew also caught a glimpse of her and blurted out, Was there someone behind me? Uh, we've learned that the lady who originally built our house included one of the oldest tornado shelters in our area. According to my neighbor, she had it built because some years prior she had been caught in a tornado. Oh, Tragically, her newborn child had been ripped from her arms and its body was never located. Oh, Poor thing. That's why she moved from the country into the city and why she had the shelter installed before she moved. We'll be right back.
3: Bloody FM presents...
0: Magic. It breaks my heart. Mike and I were talking because he said it surprised him that she would stick around the way she has uh-huh. because it would seem like she'd want to move on to go be with her baby. Oh. But then I thought, what if she can't bring herself to move on because they never found the baby? That's a great
1: question. So
0: the whole story is so sad.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, and here's a quick picture of Mike if you're on YouTube because he bought a Haunted AF t-shirt. Oh, yay. Thanks, Thank Mike. you, Mike. And don't forget Haunted AF gear. Go to hauntedaf.com. Hit the on. Online store. We have so much cute stuff there and it's a great idea for the holidays if you've got any friends who are Haunted AF fans order that stuff early though. Make sure we have enough time to get it to you.
1: Wait, so you had a story the other day. I do. I don't really know what to classify this one as. I was in Fredericksburg and I met this lady in the hot tub. <laughs> yeah. I tried to get her to come on the podcast. She wouldn't do it. So I'm going to just kind of rephrase her story. Um, She was married to a military guy. They were living on a military base in Louisiana somewhere and she was coming home one night. And if you've ever traveled in Louisiana, they have these long stretches of highway that are just over like swamps.
0: It is the craziest roadkill
1: you will ever see. Right. It's freaking terrifying. There's no lights, no nothing. It's like you are the only person out there. So if you like blow a tire or something, no one's coming to help you. So she's telling me that she's driving it's like 60 miles an hour it's like 2 a.m in the morning she's headed home when this big thing jumps on the hood of her car and when I say big thing she really did not have words to describe what it was so I'm asking her all these details I'm like you're gonna have to go into more something she's like I don't even know what to call it it was like this tall skinny hairy thing with big ass wings mothman That's exactly (laughs) what my girlfriend and I said. We were like, that sounds like Mothman. That's a Mothman. But she said it landed on the hood of her car and while she was traveling at 60 miles an hour, it reached its claw over and tried to open the door to her vehicle. She could hear the handle jiggling from the outside. Stop it,
0: Mothman. Right?
1: And then it just kind of vanished. So then I'm like, okay, does Louisiana have Mothman stories? Well, apparently no, but they have something kind of similar. It's called the Honey Island. Swamp monster. What? This is what it looks like.
0: Oh shit! That's
1: fantastic. Look at that. I'm like, (laughs) it is a cross between like a lizard swamp thing. It's seven and a half feet tall. Oh, but it's it's like a cross between some sort of swamp monster and Bigfoot and Mothman all rolled into
0: one. Ah! I'm down to get in that Google rabbit hole. (gasps) The Honey Island Swamp, swamp monster. monster. Oh my God, I love it. Okay, yeah, if you have anything on that, hauntedafpodcast.com. Or if gmail. you've seen the Honey com. Island Swamp Monster. Uh, so our next story comes from one of our favorite people. He is an author named Justin.
3: Hello, Haunted AF team. So my wife and I moved to a really old part of Georgia a couple years ago for her work. And on our first week of walking... Uh, on a corner house, paint blue with crystals in the front yard and wreaths, an old woman with jet black hair, about her early 70s, came out of the door like she was expecting us, walked to the sidewalk and bent down to my daughter and said, well, hello, lily. And we thought that was so strange that she knew her name. But my in-laws were in town, and so we assumed that maybe they were taking a walk with her before us, and they had introduced themselves. Later, we'd find out they did not. Months go by, and we get to October, and it's about that time with COVID is hitting, and everyone's getting sick, and we notice she is no longer on the front porch. A couple of weeks go by, and we notice that the house is for sale. So Aww. we assumed the worst. And one time, just during my walk, all I said aloud was, don't know what's where you're at right now, but... I I hope everything's okay. Big mistake. That night, uh, we had had a break-in in in our car, so we had a heavy-duty security system. So we hear that there's motion on our cell phones, we hear motion in your backyard. So I run down with the bat, and sure enough, the motion lights are in the backyard. So I'm looking through our glass, I'm not going out there just yet, and I hear in our security system chime, basement door open. So I turn around thinking someone's going to break in, and sure enough, I see the creepy basement door starting to swing open a little, it did have a padlock, but for some reason it was unlocked. I go in there I search the whole place, nothing. Tell my wife, needless to say, we spent the rest of the evening on our phones watching all of our cameras. Yeah. Well, we kind of pseudo forget about it. And the next year, around the anniversary of that time, I'm just shutting off all the lights in the house. It's about 10 p.m. My wife's just put our daughter to bed. And um, I'm going into our kitchen. It's the last light to turn off. And suddenly it flips off by itself. And I'm like, oh, my God. All right. I'm not going to tell cool. my wife because she's going to freak out. So I go upstairs. She says, everything okay? yes we settle in bed we kind of have the tv on and suddenly our daughter runs into the room now she's three about this time so she comes and says mommy mommy daddy daddy i heard a woman say hello to me so i go in her room and i look all around there's nothing there's no one outside and it slowly starts to hit me that this is about the time of the anniversary. The old lady who said hello to her when she first met her must have said hello again. So that's my ghost story. Happy Halloween.
0: Thank you, Justin. We've had that happen here with it. Not the light turning off, but like you walk into the room and the light turns on for you. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's some creepy stuff. <laughs> and real quick, big props to Justin because he actually just published a book. Oh, yay. Yeah, it's called A Dead End Job. And it's like uh, death needs to take a vacation. So death has to find an interview turn, who's going oh, to fill funny. in for him while he's gone. Publishers Weekly says readers will merely breeze through this twisty tale cheering for Droll Buck to rise above the danger. This proves a rewarding adventure for fans of Urban Paranormal. Yay! Go I didn't know, Justin! Yeah, I didn't know Urban Paranormal was a thing, but thank you Justin. He's been a huge supporter of the podcast since day one. Mm-hmm. So congratulations on the book. So this next story comes from a woman named Deanna. She says, I'm from Texas. I want to share my story about the haunted hill house and mineral wells because it was genuinely crazy. So, my grandmother and I both love spooky stuff. While back, we went on a tour of the old Nazareth Hospital, which was apparently illegal, but that's a whole other story. That's something you want to double check. If you're going on a ghost tour, make sure you're not going to a place that is closed. closed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, While we were on our way, we passed the Hill House. Seeing the sign out front, my grandma looked it up and found out that you can tour it or even better, spend the night. Mm. We booked a night there with a paranormal investigator and brought along my mom and best friend. So, we pulled up to this house and one of the owners, Catherine, came out to greet us. She showed us to the kitchen where they basically had a little base set up. There were cameras covering the whole house and so much equipment. So you get to use all this equipment as well. Okay, that's cool. So she gives us a thorough history of the house and introduced us to the spirits who live there, most notably Toby. So they start moving around the house and really nothing's happening at first. They're trying to pick things up in different Mm -hmm. rooms. Then Deanna says, we went to the blackjack room where there's a poker table and a fireplace filled with bricks. She told us of another spirit there and said, said, if we sat at the table and poured him a drink, he would come play cards with us. Then I heard something about two feet away from me say, Kathy, in a raspy, almost metallic voice. Catherine said, Well, Toby is here. He just said my name. So I just sat there trying to come up with a rational explanation, but Toby stood right next to me and spoke clear as day. Mm. Later around midnight, we were upstairs with the paranormal investigator, Ryan, when the static from the spirit box went quiet. Nobody had touched it. Then a voice on it said, Take a break. (laughs) (laughs) It was followed by, Go downstairs. And then an even (laughs)
5: louder.
0: Go upstairs. Away, Uh, I nearly peed my pants. Now, she's got a ton of other weird stories from that night. But she says she eventually went and slept under the kitchen table, which is honestly my biggest issue with the Hill House. Because if you're going to spend the night there, you literally just have to, like, spend the night. Sleep on the floor? Yeah. So, again, that's from Deanna. Now, the thing is, is I got this email from her. And, like, the exact same day, there was a story from local news, WFAA, Mm -hmm. about... Hill House in Mineral Wells. And it was amazing because the camera crew went out there and they experienced something. Yeah, they said while the cameras were rolling, they heard scratching, they heard growling noises. So I went on Google and I just checked out like the reviews for Hill House because you can't rent it. It's like an Airbnb that you're not going to sleep in, pretty much. It was almost all five stars. And there was only one review that said nothing happened to us. Everybody else was like, oh my God, we couldn't believe what happened. and And the voices and the scratches and like... One woman had a scratch on her back so bad she was bleeding. Oh, my God. So it can get intense. But if you want this kind of paranormal experience. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes. (laughs) So we're going to share all the information about Hill House.
1: Sounds like there's like a 99.5% chance that you're going to get haunted there. Shit goes down at Hill
0: House. I like it. Yeah. So go to hauntedaf.com. We will share all that information. So recently, I was just Googling haunted, which I will do every now and then when I don't have a lot of material. I love it, though. And this story out of Savannah, Georgia It's about an actor, actually a pretty famous actor. William Mark McCullough has written and directed a film called A Savannah Haunting. And it's based on the haunted house that he grew up in. Mm -hmm. And we have got him on the line. So when is A Savannah Haunting going to come out?
4: Well, right now we're doing the festival run. Uh, We're going to probably start pursuing distribution in about three, four weeks. Uh, At that point, we'll find out exactly where and when. Okay. But now people can catch us kind of around the country. We were just in Romania last week. We are at the Savannah Film Festival this week. We're playing a lot of festivals around the country. So,
0: And from what I'm seeing, you're getting really good reviews. And like, winning awards. Yes.
4: I got to say, you know, usually you don't see horror films beating out dramas for right. best film. And right. we've won quite Best Films. Our actors have won a lot of uh, Best Actor awards. We just won a Best Cinematography award. I'm pretty excited. You know, it's, it's very unusual for uh, the horror genre to kind of pull those kinds of uh, wins in, but our team did an amazing job.
0: Well, Rebecca and I are huge film fans, Yeah, and we both done. know how hard it is to make a legitimately good scary movie.
4: And it's extraordinarily hard to make one during COVID. We were one of the first films in the country to shoot during the, the COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. It was so difficult.
1: I was going to ask you about that, because you guys got shut down down because of covid so does that mean you were stuck at is it your dad's haunted house
4: well it was my dad's haunted house but i actually live there now yeah we were supposed to start filming march 23rd we got shut down march 21st and we weren't able to start back until mid-august so it was kind of weird because, you know, the, the house was set up for filming. Right. And five months, it just stayed set up for filming. We we're just like waiting to go.
0: Did that make it even creepier?
4: Interestingly enough, we've had some horrifying experiences here and it's calmed down quite a bit. There were still things happening, but it was more calm. But the day after we signed our investment agreement to shoot the film, mm-hmm. the house went crazy. What? And it's... Stayed crazy until we wrapped up the film, and on two occasions I've had actors come back to visit, you know, just to say hi. Yeah, you know, I live here by myself, and the actress who plays the mom, Jenna Shaw, she stopped by, and doors all over the house started slamming. She's like, "Are you doing some construction here on the house?" I'm like, "No, it's just, it's just <laughs> us." And interestingly enough, as I was waiting on the Zoom to get on, doors started slamming all over the house no! today. Oh, yeah. When when we focus on it. It gets energy and kind of goes crazy. So I don't know if you saw this when you were doing some research, but because we were shut down, we decided to do a feature-length documentary about the history of the actual haunting. Yes! We brought in mediums, a paranormal investigation team, a voodoo priestess, uh, an Eastern Orthodox priest. We brought in historians just looking at the history of the location and what were the possible causes. And then we covered us trying to actually film an act upon a house with crew and cast threatening to quit because of the things that are going on here. But it should be fun to see the behind the scenes of the story that inspired the narrative film.
1: I am curious, since you were filming like the documentary and stuff like that, is there any real like haunted footage that made it into the movie?
4: There is, during the closing credits of our film, uh, we use some documentary footage and some security footage from the actual house. Yeah. And so, the movie ends with real security footage of some stuff that happened here. Oh
0: that is gosh. so freaking cool. Okay, so this is the home that you grew up in in Savannah, correct?
4: Correct. My mom and dad were divorced. Mm-hmm. So, I live with my mom, but I was here every weekend, right? Summers. So yeah, my dad had had the house for decades.
0: So can you tell us about the history of the events that have been happening there?
4: The house dates back to the 30s, which for Savannah is not that old. right? What we learned is it's not the house, it's the property the house sits on Mm. uh, that is the cause of the issue. But yeah, my dad moved into the house in the early 70s. And we just kind of always heard a murmuring from family and friends that there were weird things that happened here. Again, like I kind of came and went and after high school, I went away to go to school Then I was out in LA working. So I would only come back home three or four days every, every year or two. And every time I was home here at the house, something weird would happen, but it's easy to kind of dismiss it in such a short little burst. Mm-hmm. And I came back to Savannah several years ago uh, for some family issues and I was staying in the house. And it's the first time i had been in the house long-term in years. And within a month, I was terrified. My dad had kind of grown accustomed to to the things that happened here. Uh, It still bothered him, but he'd gotten used to it. My siblings and I, we all knew the house was haunted, but we didn't discuss the specifics. And what is crazy, when we did the documentary, uh, my producing partner, Alexis Nelson, she directed the documentary. I directed the narrative. She interviewed me first about my experiences. I didn't say anything to my siblings about what had happened to me in the house. She then interviewed my siblings and they all had the exact same stories, yes. but they all to tell each other because we didn't want to sound like we were insane.
0: Right. Uh, I love that. I love you know,
4: it. Yeah, I'm a professional actor. And so I, I used to teach acting classes in my house but I never talked about the house's issues because obviously I didn't want people to not come to my house for the class. Right, right. So we were doing the documentary and I just sent a quick email out to my students and there's probably a hundred students over the years saying, hey, if you've had any unusual or weird or creepy moments at my house, <laughs> you let me know. Within one hour, I had 50 emails back. <gasps> oh my
0: Some gosh!
4: People, and nobody wanted to say originally what had happened because they all thought it was just happening to them. So like the upstairs bedroom, which was a major focal point of the haunting, there's a bathroom there and And so many people wrote that they would go to the bathroom and couldn't get out. The door was locked, but there's no lock on the door. And literally 10 people talked about the fact that they got trapped in that bathroom. But many, many experiences happened to to those folks who literally be here for a couple hours for class on a a weekly basis. Um, I'd come home because my dad was sick. And after he passed away, I decided to stay. It had gotten so bad that I wouldn't walk upstairs at noon. Mm. Like it was just the upstairs house was just off limits. And if I had to come up here, I would literally call my producing partner and have her on the phone with me as I walked <laughs> here. But we brought in a specialist who, you know, reviewed the house. And what she said to me was, what's in that upstairs bedroom isn't a dead human, it's something much darker. Mm. We actually used that line in the film. She said, there's a portal in that bedroom that allows things through. And she worked to push it back through and close that portal. But what she said is, is those things on the other side just pound on that door.
5: And eventually
4: oh. the door always gets reopened. So you, it's like an ongoing process to close it again and again.
0: What are the, some of the things that you experienced?
4: Well, I'll tell you one of the things for me that was the scariest. I, I used to sleep in the upstairs bedroom. And uh, one night I woke up about 2.30 in the morning to the sound of a little girl whispering my name outside the window. Oh, and no. this
0: girl cool. no. I'm
4: laying there. And first I'm thinking maybe I'm dreaming or... And, but it didn't stop. And so I sit up in bed and I'm like, if I'm dreaming, I'm going to wake up. Mm -hmm. But I didn't wake up. I I was awake. And I remember sitting there for a few minutes, just listening to her call me. I didn't have the guts to look out the window. I walked out the door and literally as I walk out the door of the bedroom, I heard her calling my name as I, as I walked out of the room. Another time it was during the day and um, I was downstairs working and I heard this crash all over the house. And at the same moment, Throughout the house, every picture, poster, painting in the house fell at the same time. Oh my Upstairs, God. downstairs, and every room. This is Savannah, Georgia. There's no earthquakes. There's no, you know, right, nothing like right. that. Right. Lots of footsteps. You know, if you're downstairs, you, you hear people walking around in the middle of the night, uh whispering. My producing partner, who's actually the one who pushed me to write the script and make this movie, she was coming to visit me when I first came back to Savannah. And again, I told her nothing about the haunting because mm-hmm. I didn't want to scare her. And she had terrifying events. Um, she was staying. In that upstairs bedroom. And she woke up one night to the sound of like whispering in the ceiling. And suddenly the covers around her legs and feet like press down. No. And as she felt this thing move to the side of the bed next to her face and screamed in her ear.
0: Holy! <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <sighs>
4: oh, I
0: literally am getting chills I up and
1: down too. my legs. Oh my oh. gosh. Okay, so the little girl that whispered to you, is that kind of the tipping point for the
4: oh,
3: your inspiration?
4: There's lots of things that, that inspired stuff. But yeah, the little girl. And after interviewing people for the documentary, yeah. I found out so many people had experienced this little girl, had either seen her or heard her. Now, I've never seen her, but I've certainly heard her on several occasions. Thank God you've never seen her though, Right. 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 When I was writing the script, you know, I wrote it here in the house. There's some things obviously just made up. Mm-hmm. Or so I thought once we brought in the historians and started doing research on, on my property, like one of the big plot points in the movie is that there used to be a plantation house on the property and it burned down during the Civil War. I made that up only to find out that it was true. There was a plantation here that did burn down during the Civil War. There was a major Civil War battle about a mile and a half from my house that I didn't know about that's plays in the storyline of the script. So it was really interesting finding out that some of the things that I had literally just thought I was creating out of out of whole cloth were based on truth.
0: Oh, my gosh. That little girl's whispering it to you. Oh, my God. She wrote your script. (laughs) Do you ever worry that talking about it or giving it a whole new life like this is going to encourage the energy and make more stuff happen? Good question. Thank you.
4: Yeah. Again, we signed our investment contract on February 1st, 2020. And I woke up the next morning. I walk into my bathroom. I have like a three mirror bathroom. And the mirrors are all fogged up but I had not taken a shower. And there are symbols drawn into the glass Jesus on the mirrors.
5: Mark.
4: Oh my God. Yeah, that was literally the day after we signed the investment contract. And so many crazy things would happen. Like I remember leaving one morning to go to the gym and I have a pool and there's like pool chairs in the back. I come home from the gym and the chairs are all stacked upside down. <gasps> top, so that only one leg of each chair is touching the ground, like a very intricate stack. What? And I don't, that's so crazy. The wind blew them like that. <laughs> Except- <laughs> Three more <laughs> times.
0: I feel like you need a not to sound awful, your own reality show. Like just oh my gosh, yes. set cameras up in this yes. joint and just let it go. Let it go. And then send Rebecca through and she'll talk
4: shit to the ghost. I will,
1: and I because I taunt. She taunts a bad idea. It's but
4: horrible. And then you get to leave and I have to live here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so it works great for us. Yeah.
1: It's great for us, not so much for you though.
4: We well, you know I'd had security cameras up in the past because I travel a lot, you know, as an actor. Yeah. I'm all over the country and when something would get triggered in the house, it would set off an alarm on my phone and I could see the you know see what was going on. I eventually took the cameras out and I just thought people can steal stuff if they want because I kept seeing terrifying things. Um, <laughs> repeatedly, I would get woken up, it's always in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. to a figure walking across the front of my living room. <gasps> One time I, I was wakened to the sound of a little girl laughing in the front front of the house. I took the cameras out. Then when we started doing the documentary, we put cameras all over the house again. Right. Uh, it was pretty shocking some of
0: capture. How are you living there right now? I like, know. How? Okay. William Mark McCalla. Nope. William Mark <laughs> McCullough. You have to there keep in touch with us. Anything we can do to help promote your movie in any way. It's so exciting. I know. And again, okay. William yeah. Mark McCullough, we can see your work already in Hillbilly Elegy. Mm-hmm. Lucky Logan. Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. I always say that backwards. <laughs> and actually one of my favorites, American Made. You were one of the snowbirds. I love that I- stinking
4: movie. Yeah. I'm the one with the long hair and the crazy mustache, but door opening there um but
0: i heard it no i I heard heard it it. (laughs) when you turned i like i heard it
4: yeah uh
0: do it again do it again
4: doing
0: it right now. Okay, keep in touch with us, please. And congratulations on all your great work and for being a good spokesperson for this home too. You know, it sounds like there's a really great story to be told there and we're lucky that there's someone like you who's smart and talented and who knows how to do this who's there to share the story. So thank you for that. Thank you. Is there a website that people can go to to stay in touch with A Savannah Haunting?
4: We have social media. So if you go to a haunting team on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us there.
0: We actually taught to Mark for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Hell, we could have taught to that man all I weekend. I could have, all day. I, you know what? We need to have a Mark McCullough camp out and just like sit up late drinking oh with gosh, him yes. and tell ghost stories mm-hmm. and let him just roll and he can bring his producer friend and we I can listen it. to all of their stories. But actually, we're going to take the rest of that and we will post it on our Patreon page. Yes,
1: yeah, so remember that we will keep posting scary stories on our Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash haunted AF. We'll have a few surprise episodes along the way and of course, we'll definitely have our best of 2021 countdown. How is it already at the end of 2021?
0: Isn't that amazing? Oh, we do that on New Year's and uh New Year's Eve and New Year's Thank Day. Thank you. And if you miss us before that, check out the movie minute. We're gonna be reviewing movies all through the holidays, gearing everybody up for Oscar season. In fact, this week we're going to have reviews of Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright movie, mm-hmm. and the latest Marvel Flick, The Eternals. Yes. So you can find that at JulieSesso.com or anywhere that you uh, find podcasts. But in the meantime, Meantime, keep sending those scary stories Yay. our way. Haunted AF podcast at gmail.com. You can also record your family and friends over the holidays. Oh, of course. Because you always have that haunted grandpa that yeah. tells a spooky story. Sit his ass down, record that story for us so we can use it in February for Season 7 of Haunted AF.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to Haunted AF on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen to podcasts. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and of course, TikTok. You can even contact us directly through our website, hauntedaf.com.
0: Gotta say thanks to Andrew Mamalica and Travis for the Haunted AF theme song and to On Air Media for titles and technical support. Also, big thanks to all of the Haunted AF Patreon supporters.
1: Most of all, we have to thank you for listening and for sharing your stories with us. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm coming back to haunt you. Oh, I'll come back to
0: haunt you too, Rebecca.